Welcome to the Real Life Girl Talk podcast with your founder and host, Sarah Thomas, and her beautiful co-hosts, Rebecca Mars, Sarah Williams, and Renal Kello. Sarah and the girls will be sharing their experiences, perspectives, and true thoughts on the ups and downs of real life, love, wellness, womanhood, and everything in between. We want you to know that it's not always easy out there, but we can promise you that you're never alone. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome back to Real Life Girl Talk. I'm so excited that you tuned in again. I'm always so, so grateful for each and every one of you that listen. Um, it really makes me so happy. And if you've been tuning in the last few weeks, you've been a part of the changeover from Fit Girl Talk Radio to Real Life Girl Talk. And um, that means that hopefully you've heard all three of the new permanent rotating co-hosts. Um, and I've already gotten a lot of positive feedback from a lot of you um, about the change and the rebranding and the girls. And I'm just so happy that you guys are liking it. Um, if you haven't reached out yet, please reach out. And let me know your thoughts. Um, you can reach out to me or any of the girls. Um, so yeah, welcome back. It is already November now and we have on Rebecca Mars again. And we're so happy to have her. Rebecca, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm super pumped to be back. Yes. So Rebecca, what's gone on since I had you on last? It's been a few weeks. Anything, anything new? Same old, same? Same old, same. I mean, it's just wild that it's already now November and just moving through the year. And I think last time we were talking about I'm here in California and being from Missouri and the seasons shifting and so I am going to head back to Missouri and I'm just hoping that the fall leaves are still nice colors, but yeah, just moving and grooving and embracing change yes. doing all the yeah. things we talked about in last episode. I feel like you'll really start to ground yourself after the new year. I think so too. Just got to get through the next few months um, of kind of things up in the air and travels and things like that. And then I feel like in January, you'll be able to like settle. Thank you. We'll hope. Unless you have more travel plans. Well, I was supposed to go to Costa Rica for that yoga retreat. So we'll see if anybody wants to go to Costa Rica. <laughs> let me know. But uh, Why don't you touch on that really quick and tell them what that is? Yeah. Well, I, I partner with this, my friend Melissa's company of Gypset yoga retreats. So it's a G-Y-P-S-E-T and they go all over it. They're really laid back yoga retreats. So it's more of just like, if you want to do some yoga, do some yoga. And I've gone on a couple with them, so we'll see how long it keeps going, but definitely, um, check them out. If you're like just itching to travel, but you don't want to put all the effort into doing all the planning and you just want to like, it's, they make it super easy where you just book your flight, you sign up and then they take care of the rest. So I'm going to Nosara, Costa Rica again, which I went last January, assuming all things go well with travel and whatnot. And, um, it was a blast. I mean, Costa Rica is so great. So yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, if you guys are interested in that, just, um, follow Becca, reach out to her, whatever. Um, you guys know she's so easy to talk to and always <laughs> here for anything you need. Um, okay. So Becca and I wanted to talk this week about, um, stress management, and I think it's a really good topic and I'm really excited that, um, we're going to dive into it because I don't think that people really realize how much stress affects your 
body, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, I don't think that people really realize it until they're on the other side of it and they've learned how to manage it, manage it and learn how to um, either move on from what it was that is so heavily stressing them out or if they've just learned how to live with it. Um, so Becca, I don't know if what you personally have gone through, but I, um, in 2020, got myself into a very, very stressful situation um, for about 10 months. It was just high stress and I don't need to dive into what that was, but physically what it did to my body was very wild um, from obviously just stress and fatigue and just being down um, and all of that stuff that you think about physically. I uh, was throwing up from dairy and I was um, breaking out in hives in the evenings and I was, my acne was bananas. Um, my nails were getting um, like like kind of like a white, almost like fungus, um, just some very weird things that were happening to my body that were entirely stress-related. And as soon as I removed myself from that situation, almost all of those symptoms lifted and it was wild. So I don't, have you gone through anything like that? Yeah. I mean, definitely with skin and people always tell me like, you're so calm all the time. And so it's like, no, I also have stress, but everyone's going to process stress differently. And everyone's going to like in, in the processing show symptoms of stress differently. And so, although I get that I put out this like calm vibe or so people always tell me, um, for me, like skin is usually the go-to. And so I definitely have ebbed and flowed with just like, I'm doing everything right. I've tried every whatever, and I'm still getting like the cystic acne and all of that. And so that's definitely been more of the body speaking up for me. Um, I luckily have not experienced some of those other things that you've mentioned, but yeah. And it's, it, for me, it took, I went to a different facialist when I was in Sarasota and I really loved this chick who she, she just was straight up. Like, this is like subconscious stress showing up in your skin. I mean, I can like do all the things and do all the procedures, but until you manage your stress and what's going on, like your, your skin is going to continue to look this way. And I've, I've been flowed with that my whole life too. Just like the skin, you know, I did proactive for years, you know, that's a whole other topic. So I've always had like, you know, that skin that I've had to really take extra care of and I'll go through really great phases. And then, yeah. So for me, it's definitely been more of, more of the skin yeah. showing. And, um, it's something that I personally haven't dealt with, but I see it in my clients all the time, um, is, um, weight gain and struggling with weight loss. Like you just said, with the skin aspect, I can, you know, tell you what to eat, when to eat it, how much to work out. But if you do not release the stress that you're having, um, and the cortisol that's constantly being released into your body, um, you're not going to lose weight. And that's again, something that people don't really believe or realize until they're actually on the other side of it. Um, so I've seen clients physically release whatever it was or learn how to manage it um, or get on the other side of it, whether it's, you know, something that comes and goes, it passes, um, and then their weight starts to come off as it's expected. Um, so just some things to think about that I know you've probably heard of if you're listening to this episode because you're dealing with chronic stress, you probably have heard it and you already know it, but we're here to tell you that it's true and it's real. And that even though you may not think that stress is that big of a deal, your body releases cortisol, it releases hormones, it 
stops other hormones. There's just so much stuff going on internally from stress that is just so unhealthy and it's so, so bad for you. So we're here to talk about how we manage it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just, it's a little word and just like anything you hear all the time, it's just become common language. It's like, it doesn't really stand out. Just like, I don't know, like when you're teaching little kids, no, you don't want to say no all the time. Cause then it doesn't have an impact. So we hear, yeah, it's like, so we hear stress all the time, but it's such a big, it's like the root of every single disease. Like everything is rooted in stress. Like if we could just explode your phone right now, it's just like, inflamed red alert alarm. I mean, there's just like so much that's loaded into this one little like, Ooh, stress. And then we're living in this culture that glorifies stress, basically like it's glorifying hustle and back to the grind. And, you know, I know we could talk for hours about that whole piece. So it's like just pausing for a moment and realizing like, Oh wow. Yeah. I have been programmed to think that stress either isn't a big deal, or it's just like, uh, you know, this word I hear all the time, or like, actually, though they're not saying stress, like that hustle and grind is stressful on you. Maybe 1% of the people out there can like hustle and grind and keep everything calm. But I don't think so. I mean, I think there's still, I've seen it through the years. People just hit that breaking point. They think they're like, I'm a hustler. It's like, and then bam, all of a sudden they're knocked off or they disappear off social media. It's like, what happened? Oh, they hit burnout. So there's also, I mean, it's basically burnout too, that a lot of people, I think when you're saying when they get on the other side of it, it's like, what is that? Whether it's a disease, whether it's just burnout, fatigue. I mean, there's just so many things that could be that quote, quote, other side of it. Absolutely. And, you know, as we talk about the ways that we manage it and deal with it, that was one of the very first things um, for me personally that I went through was I, when I realized what was actually going on physically, what the stress was doing to my body, I knew I couldn't leave the situation tomorrow. I was in the situation until a deadline, so I couldn't leave it tomorrow. I had to learn how to cope with it and how to adjust to it. So exactly what you just said, I had to back off of a lot of extra things to at least start to clear my plate um, mentally. So I, I, I cut back on my workouts. The workouts that I were doing went from, you know, like high intensity um, hit, and weightlifting to walking and stretching and slowing down or even just skipping it. Um, although that wasn't something that was necessarily helping the stress either, but I had to learn how to slow down and still move. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of like the very first thing, if we're going to already dive into the tips for me personally, number one is to slow down and though, especially the women that are out there doing these hardcore extreme workouts, you don't need to be doing that. And it's not helping your body. Um, so you have to cut back. And if you need advice on that or guidance, please reach out to a professional. You can reach out to me or Becca or whoever you want, but you have to learn how to cut back on that. Um, and obviously take some things off of your to-do list in general, but I'll let you do a tip. Yeah. Well, and it's just the point of inflammation that's coming Mm -hmm. to mind as you're talking about that. And I mean, I love some good, crazy cardio, but it's over time and it's not going to happen. Like you said, I mean, you might be in something for a while and it's even just adapting to like some of these tips we share today. It's, it's not going to happen like right away. It's going to be building a new habit and building a new, like you're changing the programming of who you are. You're changing the software. You're changing what you're so used to doing. But I know for me, as much as I like love getting on a spin bike at the gym and doing a quick little Peloton thing on the app, like I used to want to do that every day. And now it's like, well, I still do it a couple of times a week, but I make sure it's like what my body wants, first of all, like, so really tapping into like, 
what the body wants slash needs, not just wants, but needs. So sometimes I do crave like what might seem to be hustle or stress, but then I'm totally not doing that all the time. And part of that is inflammation. Like when you put your body through those workouts, it's becomes, it's a state of stress. It's inflamed. And so like for years, like you need to deflame. You're like, we don't want to inflame everything. Cause then think like acne, it's inflammation. It's inflammation. Your, your gut feeling messed up. It's inflammation. It's, it all comes down to that. And so just feeling at some point, like, is that even serving the purpose of what you want? Like a lot of times when people are doing those workouts, they want to like get lean. They think it's like going to make them super fit when really it's creating all this inflammation in your body. And at some point you're just like going to balloon up, whether it's physical, you know, weight that you can't shed, even though you're doing all this hustle stuff or whether it's, you know, acne that you can't get rid of or, you know, whatever it could look so many different ways, but it's like, do you like, just take a moment to pause and really consider what's the point of this, like supercharged workout. If you want to get lean and then it's creating inflammation, it's kind of counterproductive. Exactly. And I do want to touch on that um, because if you follow these people on Instagram or whatever, and you like see their hardcore workouts and they're grinding it and whether they're like competitors or athletes or whatever it is that you're seeing, you have to realize that these people that are living that way, um, they incorporate into their plans, extra stress management, whether it's weekly massages or, you know, daily, um, baths or, you know, like, um, Epsom salt baths and things like that. Um, uh, somebody that actually comes and stretches them, um, things like that, that these people aren't living normal lives and, um, just doing these hardcore workouts continuously for years and maintaining what you see and what you're looking at. I mean, they are incorporating all of this other stuff on top of it that you may not be seeing all the time. That's part of to counteract what they're going through. So you do not need to train like a competitor or an athlete that you follow on social media. I mean, their program and their lifestyle has nothing to do with you. So I don't know, unfollow them or change your mindset around that. Or again, hire a professional to help you find a plan that makes sense for you. So anyways, I could go on about that forever. No, like that's like a smaller thing. And, and of course, through all this, like your mind is like the big muscle. And so, yes, like all the stuff we're talking about. Yes. And then like shifting into like mental health and the mental component of stress, because through all of it, it is going to your brain, your mind, a lot of times that's what people are saying when they're wanting to release stress, they want peace of mind. They want to calm the mind down. So like when it comes to the mind and stress, same thing though, inflammation. I mean, if you're like constantly thinking about things and you're doing, and you're working nonstop I mean, your brain is going nonstop, it's a computer, it's going to go, go, go. But just for simple example, like your computer will eventually crash if you don't let it sleep and you know, your phone will eventually just get messed up. If you just were on it all the time, like doing whatever. So your brain needs a chance to, to shut down and rest. And because your nervous system is in the brain and therefore in the body, like then the body will rest too. So when it comes to the mind, also thinking of, are you inflaming your mind? Are you constantly consuming, 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 doing, doing, doing. And although you might not have hit it yet, it might feel good because you do get a nice adrenaline rush from these types of things. At some point you're going to hit a wall. Like you, 
I don't know of anyone who has it. I remember years ago, I was in this coaching group and they brought this billionaire in to talk. We're like, whoa, he's a billionaire. He's like this super successful dude. He like sleeps four hours a night. The guy was so unhealthy looking. He was so overweight. He clear, he just straight up said, you know, my eating habits are bad. I've been focusing on work this long. And like me, who I am, I'm sitting there going like, awesome. He's a billionaire, but I was just like, this dude's gonna have a heart attack. And so like the examples are out there. And now I think we also hear more of these like real successful people and how much they implement meditation and other practices. So I think we're, we're seeing a good shift in terms of, you know, examples of that sort of leadership and putting mental health first, but just like thinking for a moment too, like if you're constantly doing, it's going to create this inflamed effect for the mind. So how do we like deflame the mind? Well, that's what we can probably get into next, but like meditation is a big one, slowing down and, and whatever. So so before we get into actual um, mm-hmm. meditation and things like that, that is your expertise. Let's touch on sleep because you did um, run past that quickly. And obviously I think what people also don't realize how important sleep is to repair everything in your body from your brain to um, inflammation and your workouts that you're doing, whether they're extreme or not, your body still needs that sleep to repair. Um, and, you know, I've started with so many clients that I ask them how often they're sleeping. And like you just said, you get somebody that's sleeping four or five, six hours a night. Um, that's not enough. Your body's not getting the time it needs to physically repair. So I think figuring out ways to incorporate for you that work to allow yourself to schedule in a good night of rest is so important. And so many people aren't willing to take the time out to adjust their schedule to work on that. Um, And also on the flip side of that, making sure that you're not overdoing it and sleeping too much or sleeping too much throughout the day. Um, You know, if you're really deep into a bad phase and you find yourself you know, just tired all the time and wanting to rest, then that becomes a, maybe taking a walk outside instead of laying down. Um, so I think that prioritizing your sleep, um, especially in the evenings is very, very important. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And for years, although again, like I'm like calm yoga chick, I mean, I was getting six hours of sleep, uh, for a long time. And I would get some nights of like seven or eight and I would feel so much better. And I know everybody has a specific need. You know, some people truly can operate on six. I don't think anyone really operates less than though that billionaire dude had said like, Oh, he knew some successful people or they just need four hours, but I'm still like, so skeptical, like, but let me like see their blood work and like, let me actually like observe how healthy they are, but you know, to each their own. But I, I've been catching up on so much sleep and whether you like really felt the stress of the pandemic or whatever, I mean, everyone's going through something always, but that, that global stressful year plus that we've been through don't discredit it. I mean, even though I felt pretty calm, I mean, there's still, because we're all connected, no doubt you've been a little more stressed than usual. Maybe subconsciously you don't, don't realize, you know, what's, what is impacting you. But I think a lot of people have been living through that and now are slowly coming out of it a little bit, still stressed, but like take some sleep because if you're feeling like, wow, maybe you didn't do as much as you normally did for 2020 because you had to work from home or things changed. You, you still weren't necessarily getting extra sleep or rest. And so now still honoring the fact that it might take quite a while to catch up on missleep 
plus stress, plus like personal stress and global stress. And so like right now, especially as we're entering winter, like honoring again, the seasons, listen to our last episode and like check back in with that, but your body wants to rest right now specifically too. So it is a good time. If you're thinking, yeah, gosh, I need some more sleep. The days are going to get shorter. Like it is a good time to go into that, honor your circadian rhythms. Like a great place to start is to just start to honor, like when the sun comes up and the sun goes down, let your day start and end there. I always push past 10 PM working on my computer and I could feel, and I remember years ago, it was even when I was in St. Louis, I met this holistic guy and he was told me that you get this extra, you really do get that second wave Mm -hmm. at at like 10 o'clock that your body kind of resets itself. And if you don't catch those first signs of tiredness, probably eight, 9 PM in those hours, you will get like this adrenaline rush come 10 o'clock. And I was like, ha ha. Yeah. And then I would like use it to my benefit, but (laughs) I mean, I've been sleeping like eight, nine, 10 hours. I yes. can't even believe it, but I feel so good. And I, I mean, feel like you're also coming out on the other side of a stressful situation. Yeah. So your body is probably like really starting to repair and heal after you've just gone through a lot of change. Um, yeah. Okay. So I did want to talk about meditation because I, it's, you know, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not good at it. I'm not going to lie. So let's, let's have the expert tell us some tips on meditation. Oh, you're not good at it. You're good at it. Tell me right now, Sarah, what are some things that you love to do? Like when you feel totally immersed in them, you're just like, I want this to just continue. I love the warm, breezy weather. And I love being around the mountains and the palm trees. I love being with my family. Um, And I love when I don't have a schedule, when I just get to be Mm -hmm. and not watch the time and watch my phone. Mm, also good. And so if I really wanted to like make Sarah do this, um, you know, I'd be like, okay, now like close your eyes, feel into like what comes up when you mention those things. And when you think those things, and I could feel I could, cause I relate to you and just like the mountains and the palm trees and that open schedule. And like, it's a physical response that I get right away. And so even if these things are just thoughts, like you can resource, like when you're doing those things, you're in a meditative state. Like when you're doing things that you love to do, your stress hormones are going to naturally go down. And so why meditate? Like so many people, like I mentioned earlier, will say, I want peace of mind, you know, stress release. Like, do they even know what that means? But you know, it's to feel better and it's to feel like maybe a little more quote unquote in control of their, whatever's going on in their life, just to have like that little sliver of space in the day. And sometimes it is either like not realistic, or maybe you've tried the apps and you've done everything that everyone's been telling you to do for the last five years, because meditation is everywhere now. And then if it doesn't feel like you can do those things, then that's totally fine. And just know that you're already doing some things in your day that you could call meditation for now. And so then to take it to like another level too, just to finish this example, it's like, okay, we'll now set aside a few minutes in the morning, Sarah. And like, imagine like being there, like on your walk, seeing the mountains, like feeling the breeze, like feel into that feeling. Like when you know you got an open schedule and then just hit set a timer and just be with that feeling for a couple minutes, because those are, those are things you're already doing that are in your system and that, you know, really well, whereas you might listen to some guided thing on YouTube where they're talking about like walking through the woods and like, it might not connect like you are like, what? <laughs> yeah. It might give you anxiety for sure. Like some of these things are just silly and people think that they're supposed to like make them feel calm. So I'm not a huge fan of guided meditations anyway. Like every once in a while I find one that connects, but I just like either ocean sounds or some peaceful sounds or 
you know, sometimes you don't even have that, even though everyone's got whatever on their phone and just realizing the power of, of one things you already know that you love, like that big question, like, what do you love? Like, can you be with that just for a couple minutes in the morning, whether it's actual or in your mind, like the power visualization and like taking some deep breaths, but like to get back to the point of just like meditation, it's, it's, there's so many definitions, but when we go back to stress, you can either like live your life being really reactive and living in that stress lane, or you've got an equal opportunity to go the other way. So if you picture like a fork in the road, what are you going to keep choosing in your life? Like to be stressed out and inflamed, or do you want to go the other route that feels cool, calm, like more in the flow? And it's truly 50, 50, but because you probably choose this stressful route or this hustly route more times than not, it makes the other path seem a little like, Oh, I can't go there. But the more you start to like, start to really carve that new path for yourself, like it'll get easier. So first just setting the priority of like, I want to meditate. I don't even know what that means to me right now, but I'm going to set aside a couple minutes each day to like do whatever. And the more you do it, your nervous system will follow. You'll start to realize how much better it feels to be less stressed, even though, again, you may not even know what that means, but it just feels better and you want to go there more. And so you'll start to shift internally, even though consciously you may not know you're going to feel different in your body just by setting aside a little time, but I'll stop there for a second. Well, yeah. And one of my favorite things about what you share on your socials is just, um, that, you really take the stress out of meditation, um, which mm. sounds crazy that there is stress put on it, but there is, I've read things that have been like, you know, you have to sit down and mm. have your legs a certain way and have your hands a certain way, your fingers a certain way. Um, and I'm like, Oh my God, this is very stressful. Am I doing it right? And if you follow Becca on socials, you'll see that she'll just put up like a one minute. This is my meditation for the day. You know, I sat down with coffee, had some sips of it, closed my eyes, took some breaths, um, maybe lasted three minutes. Um, and other times I'm sure you do much more extensive meditation, but I love that you share that it can be that simple. Um, so for those of you listening, maybe, and myself take the heat off of it and just give yourself a couple minutes to be in peace and quiet and breath, breathe, and then just move on. And maybe next time do an extra minute. Yeah. Absolutely. And like the few main things that I think are really important for people to hear one, if you fall asleep, when you meditate sleep, it's not bad. And like my teachers have shared all this with me. Lauren Roche is my main, main teacher. So I always have to like, so much of this comes from him and a lot of it's my own experiencing, but it's like, we are sleep deprived as we mentioned. So sometimes people are like, but I fall asleep when I meditate. That's totally fine. You're not doing it wrong. And we tend to shame ourselves. You know, we quote, quote, like what exactly to your point of like, there's just all these meditation things floating around on Instagram and that you need to sit still. And so then when someone sits down and they can't sit still, that's shame. Like you are shaming yourself. There is a part of you that is saying you're not doing it right. And there might be a teacher or a lot of teachers out there saying you're not doing it right. And so really sort through the Instagram gurus, like, and just know that, you know, more than they know about your meditation, you know, what will calm you down, you know, that you need to lie down when you meditate, you know, like, so it really is, like you said, setting aside time is number one. So just know that you don't need to sit still. It's okay. If you fall asleep and really just having all these different tools, like some days an app will work other days. I'll put an app on and it like a timer or whatever. And I'm not connected to that at all. So just realizing you have to build your, your little tool bag up, just like you've got a, all sorts of workouts you can resource from. You need these inner workouts. You need to just realize it's not just one size fits all. It's not just every day. You're going to do the same thing. 
like cross train with your meditation. Like some days I love just taking some deep breaths and letting that be it. Other days it is like, use this little prompt of what do I love? Like, what do I love? What brings me joy? Because there's also that going on right now where it's, there's just so much weight literally in the world that I think some people are feeling like it's not okay to be okay. Like it's okay to like go into the joy, go into the happiness, because if we all are just sulking and feeling low and like just really sitting in the sorrow of all the really awful things that are happening in the world, how are we even going to like make change? So like embrace joy and the feel good. So just know that it's okay to like use a meditation that's all around happiness and joy. You don't need to like feel guilty for that. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's just so much and I definitely have a lot coming with my brand of modern meditation, which is a lot of this. And you like really just knowing you're born built to meditate. It's in you just trust that it's in you. Oh, and that was you made me think of two last thing I'll say is like when you carve out time, if you haven't say you haven't like cleaned your computer out in a while, and then you're like, Oh, I'm going to buy like a cleaner. I did this like a month ago. It might take forever to clean those files because you haven't done it in a while. And same thing with your brain when you meditate. So if you haven't been meditating, don't expect the first time, if you haven't done this, like, don't think that it's going to be like beautiful blue skies and rainbows. I mean, I'm guessing from what I've heard through the years and from, again, my own experience, like you're going to have all sorts of stuff come up. All these thoughts are going to be pinging around. And then there might be this tendency to be like, oh my God, I suck at meditating. Like, this is like what I'm like, I'm thinking, well, guess what? Your brain, that's what it does. It thinks. And if you haven't cleaned it out in a while, you're going to most likely be bombarded with thoughts. And guess what? That's actually a really beautiful thing because if you didn't have thoughts in your brain, you'd be essentially a vegetable. So embracing the thoughts, you know, it's, it's just part of being human right now. We're not monks from thousands of years ago without anything that we have in this modern world. We're living in some pretty crazy times on top of just like modern living of cell phones and cars and all the things. So don't think that what worked for a monk sitting in silence. And even then they were like living life of all sorts of control, you know, celibacy, all these things that really took away what life is. So I'm all about just like embracing, I mean, the highs and the lows, but it all starts with slowing down and setting aside that time for you to even experience. And I promise the more frequently you do, even just a minute at a time, all that mental chatter, it's not bad, but it, it will start to spread out a little bit because you just need to do that initial cleanup, just like your computer needs to go through probably a few rounds of cleanup. And then it's like, oh, now it's like running again. Um, that was so good. Such a good um, analogy. I'm glad you got that out. Um, yeah, me too. I am trying to watch the time on these episodes. I have just one more addition to make. Um, so Becca and I talked about, um, obviously, the physical workouts, the grind, um, things like that, that you can cut back on and slow down on. We also talked about sleep and rest, um, making that a priority. We talked about meditation and I did want to also just very quickly touch on nutrition and to just, if you are in a very high stress environment situation, time in your life, what you are intaking is making a difference. So I'm not saying that it's about weight or calories or anything like that. All I'm saying is, is that you, if you have the option to have some anti-inflammatory foods, like high in antioxidants and vitamins and minerals, um, that kind of food is going to absolutely help de-stress your body, um, versus if you had a big pizza and ice cream. Um, so making those decisions are hard when you're very stressed. I've been there a thousand times. I know, but it will 
benefit you if you can start making slow changes, picking a different option when you have the option um, and just starting to incorporate some things like it doesn't need to be stressful. You don't need to clean out your whole pantry and your fridge and start over. But when you have the option, start to slowly make the changes um, and respect what you're actually intaking in your body, especially during high stress times. So I'm sure you have something to say about that, but I'm going to cut you off and wrap things up because Becca and I can talk forever, which is why she's one of my lovely co-hosts. But like I said in the beginning, and I'll always say, if you ever have any questions, please reach out to Becca or myself at any time in any way you can get a hold of us. It's fine. Um, But just know that that it is really stressful at times, life in general, um, and sometimes worse than others. And it's okay to make yourself a priority and make some of these changes in your life. You might have to put some other things on the back burner or just get rid of it entirely. And that's okay. So you have any final words? Well, I just, yes, last couple words. I won't even go into the nutrition thing, but breathing, like a deep breath. Like literally right now, Sarah, those of you listening, everybody like, breathing into your belly if you need to put a hand on your belly but when you breathe into the belly and let the belly move outward like you're starting to open up some good programming in the nervous system there that will automatically move you out of the stress mode in your nervous system so if you get anything from this podcast today though i know there's so many good nuggets for you to take away even right now to take a deep breath take three deep breaths and you actually stress can't The stress response cannot coexist with a deep belly breath. That's a fact. So although you can't, or maybe you could breathe like that all day, just get used to belly breathing. Give yourself a moment when you start to feel that wave of stress come through, pause, put a hand on your belly and breathe. And like, I want to promise you that, that you will feel better and you'll start to, you'll shift the nervous system without you needing to know what's going on. You'll feel different. You'll feel better. And that's a great place to start. Yeah. And that's probably the easiest thing you can implement right now, like you just said. Um, And something that when I get really caught up in the day, I realize like, oh my God, I'm hardly even breathing, like truthfully. And I notice it when I'm talking like right now, I'm like running out of breath. So I'm trying to get all this out before the end of the, you know, before I I cut us off. But, um, but yes, so take some deep breaths, um, have intention in your breath, obviously. Um, if that's the only thing you do today for yourself, we will count that as a win. Yes. Okay, that's all we have for today. Um, make sure you catch us next time because I'm sure we'll have just as much to ramble on about next time. Um, and uh, follow all of our socials. I'll tag them all in the description of this podcast. Um, head over to Instagram at real.life.girl.talk. I think that's what it is. Um, and Becca, Rebecca, thank you so much for being here. I love having you on and I'll have you on again soon. Sounds great. Thank you. Bye. Bye.